This podcast is brought to you by Most Valuable Podcasts, leading the league in podcasting entertainment. What's up, what's up, everybody? Ricky Widmer here, along with the Mark Weber. Dub Vimmies. And we are back for another edition of the Onside Kick right here on Most Valuable Podcast. If you're on YouTube, hello. It is great to see your wonderful faces again if you're on Blog Talk Radio, iTunes, or Stitcher. It is great to be able to talk to you and get into your ear holes again. As we're going to talk to them, we're going to see the people on YouTube, Mark. See, we'll be in their eye well, holes. That's, that's how it works. Eye holes or mm-hmm. ear holes, we are coming We're going to be in their eye them. holes and their ear holes at the same time yeah, if, it's we'll, if it's on YouTube, it's a two-for-one deal. Well, I'm going to ruin our advertising <laughs> here and say we're about to DP their faces. I'm sorry. We're not advertising. <laughs> my mom says I'm advertiser-friendly. I don't know about you. I just but, ruined it right now. But my mom says I'm advertiser-friendly. Mm-hmm. But before we get into it, obviously, this is your one-stop shop for everything. NFL and football. Before that, though, got to do a little bit of housekeeping. First off, patreon.com backslash most valuable podcast. Just a way to help support the channel more so than watching, more so than hitting that like and subscribe button. The link is also down below in the description. Then also go on iTunes. Give us that sweet, that juicy, that succulent five-star rating. Give it to the onside kick. Give it to the Primetime Podcast. Give it to the Fast Break. Give it to Rick and Johnny. Make sure you support the podcast on iTunes. That five-star rating will do a ton of good for us and help us get exposure more so than we're getting right now. And we can only do it with the help of you guys. But, Mark, we got a jam-packed show today. We're talking, and I want to say finally, because this is a topic, well, more like The Rock. So finally, because... Mm -hmm. This is a topic that we could have talked about for week after week after week because Aaron Rodgers went down, quarterback goes down, quarterback goes down, quarterback not playing well, and that's Colin Kaepernick. We're looking at him with the Houston Texans because Bill O'Brien was asked about it earlier this week. Then we're going to look at Super Bowl Lee, as you like to call it, with two eyes. Who is a better chance, the Steelers or the Eagles, to reach Super Bowl Lee? And then we have... The New York Giants. The kiss. That's right. The kiss of death is upon us. And I've been waiting for that conversation. I have. And we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about should the Giants move on from Mr. Eli Manning before making our picks for week 10 at the end of the podcast. But Mark, we're going to start in Houston with the Texans. It was, I believe, after the Sunday game, you, you know, Deshaun Watson a week ago tore his ACL. Tom Savage, not going to say that he's not the best quarterback to have there, but I'll say he's not the best quarterback to have there. And Bill O'Brien was asked about Colin Kaepernick, and what he said was, and I quote, we talk about the roster and what's out there every day, Rick and I. And then when specifically asked about Kaepernick, he said, oh, yeah, I mean, everybody gets discussed. So I want to ask you, Mark, just plain and simple, should the Texans sign Colin Kaepernick? Um. Well, I, I, I don't know. We're gonna get into it in just a second. But the the first thing I want to say is I think people should watch that that interview with Bill O'Brien. He's mm-hmm. being asked those questions. Um, I am not a huge Bill O'Brien fan. Uh, 
But watching him talk always just pisses me off a little bit more. I hate listening to him talk. Because he kind of sounds like a douche. He sounds like such a smug asshole mm-hmm. is what happens. Um, like, I'm better than you. This yeah. is my team. I Don't mean, get in. He, he he gets asked a question from a female reporter, and he, fortunately he didn't pull a James Winston. Uh, <laughs> but he almost did. He was like, yeah, you know, we those aren't my decisions to make or something like that. He's like, yeah, you know, I just coached the football team. What you saw today – that's my job. That's mm-hmm. what I do. But it's a fine thing to say that, you know, like that's not a terrible thing to say. But when you hear it in his voice, it just makes you want to punch him right in the face. And I hate and – and I'm not encouraging violence. Mm-hmm. But he just says it in such an asshole way where you're like, F you. I can talk about DP, but I don't want to <laughs> say the word fuck. Um, <laughs> anyways, uh, and I, I, yeah, I just – oh, when I, when I heard him say it, I'm like, I hate it. Obviously, the Texans are better off. With someone of Colin Kaepernick's talent than with someone of Tom Savage's talent. Mm-hmm. And there's all these people out there, but, you know, oh, you know, Colin Kaepernick's not that great of a quarterback. But with the exclusion of having, like, that 2015 year where he really did not do that well, he's always been a good quarterback. He is not going to ever necessarily be Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, but he is a great uh, talent to have on the field. Now, the 49ers team was a disaster and has been a disaster for a while ever mm-hmm. since Harbaugh is gone. Uh, so you can't really blame just the quarterback, although we love to do that. My problem for should the Texans get Colin Kaepernick is a little similar to my thought of, you know, when in our texting group and everything, the question was asked of should the Packers have went and gotten Colin Kaepernick? And it's just the fact that the fan base I don't think would be willing to support it. Mm-hmm. The biggest argument against this that I have for the Texans going and grabbing him is that I don't think that Texas is a place where they're really going to like and respect Colin Kaepernick for multiple reasons. Um, I just don't see that ending well necessarily. And that's one of those reasons why I think there's no way in hell the Houston Texans would go sign him, even though he's an upgrade from Tom Savage. Or what was the guy, Josh Johnson or something, mm-hmm. is the guy they signed today, a perennial backup who hasn't thrown a football in a meaningful down since 2011? It's a joke. That's the guy who you're going to get to back up Tom Savage? Tom Savage, who is not a very good quarterback, has never had an opportunity, uh, or who has never taken advantage of the slim opportunities he's had? He couldn't beat out the uh, the rookie. Now, the rookie was really, really good in Deshaun Watson for sure, but the Texans would have rather him sit and learn. That's what they were kind of going for a little bit. Tom Savage couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. It's It would be such an upgrade, but there's no way I think the Houston Texans do it. Well, and the thing that's the most interesting about this, and everyone, everyone knows this fact, however— Whenever we have the conversation, it's like we kind of tiptoe around it. And it's exactly of, based off of talent alone, should Colin Kaepernick have a job in the NFL? Yes. Mm -hmm. However, and I mean talent alone, I'm not talking just starter. I'm talking about he could be a competent backup in the NFL based on talent alone. However, it's everything around Colin Kaepernick. And I want you right now... Whatever bias you just had, whatever feeling you felt mm. when I said the words, like whatever surrounding Colin Kaepernick, because some people take that as, oh, I hate Colin Kaepernick. Other people say, well, F you, Ricky. 
you know what, you're not giving him a fair shot for basically standing up and using his freedom of speech. Take that, put it off to the side. In a workplace, no matter what workplace it is, when you go out and speak your mind, per se, and have something Mm -hmm. like this, This employers could say, hey, you know what? Mm -hmm. We don't want to hire this person because we don't want the media circus around I don't remember where she was from. It might have been Virginia. A lady just got fired the other day from Mm -hmm. her job because she flipped off the motorcade, the presidential motorcade. She got fired for her job. Mm Mm-hmm. And the funniest thing about that was she reported herself to it. She said, hey, there's this picture of me doing this. You can't tell it's me necessarily because it's from behind. She got fired for it. There's no doubt that uh, that these teams essentially have the right to not have Colin Kaepernick on their team. Mm-hmm. There's no doubt about that. The flip side of it, though, is Colin Kaepernick is his case of the collusion mm-hmm. lawsuit that he has is only strengthened by that. I'm actually shocked, absolutely shocked that the Houston Texans did not offer a contract because the Houston Texans uh, are could, in a playoff race. Well, it's not even that I'm going on the, let me put my tinfoil hat on for mm-hmm. the second. Uh, I'm surprised that Roger Goodell doesn't call him up and say, Hey, there's this lawsuit going on right now. If you guys wouldn't mind signing Colin Kaepernick to a backup deal and ending mm-hmm. it for us, that would be great. Because this is the perfect opportunity for that collusion case to end. Mm-hmm. Uh, all all it takes is someone to sign him. That's all it takes. And and I don't think Colin Kaepernick, honestly, I feel in his heart of hearts, I don't think he wants to get signed right now. Mm-hmm. Well, because he wants it to keep going. Well, he wants he wants to win that. He case. wants to prove his case, not yeah. because he wants to bring down the NFL or anything mm-hmm. like that. But he's saying, "You guys fucked me, and I want to get my retribution for it. Mm-hmm. Not revenge. I want to get my retribution. I want to get what I feel I deserve." Um, and his case instantly goes to, you know, to nothing if he actually gets a job. Now, obviously he's a competitor. He wants to play. That's the Mm -hmm. whole point of this whole thing. Um, but I think Colin Kaepernick came to terms with the fact that his NFL career ended a while ago. And that's why he was able to bring this collusion case because that's the biggest black stamp on your career that you can possibly put to say, nobody hire me, please. When you Mm -hmm. sue the NFL for collusion like that, um, of course, nobody's necessarily going to want you on their team. So that's only a move that you make. If you've accepted the fact that you're never going to play another down in the NFL. And I mean, the thing I'm thinking about is I'm just in my head. Like Mm -hmm. the question is, should the Texans sign Colin Kaepernick? And when you think on skill, yes, you're in a playoff race right now. I believe the Texans actually sit out of the yeah. current playoff standings. But they're still, kind of they're in it, but they're kind of barely in it at this point. However, being two games back of the Jaguars and the Titans, two game two games back without your the guy who got you there. No, but that's Watson. what I'm saying. Like yeah. you're two games back, so with the right guy in there or a guy well, with talent, would just hear me out. Can get you into it. Like, there's a reason why, and I get that this is vastly different, Mm -hmm. but there's a reason why with Dallas, there are still people like Will Kane that when Stephen A., Max Kellerman, and Molly were all like, oh, well, the Eagles have run away with it. And he goes, what the hell are you talking about? They only are down two games. They're only back two games. Now, like I said, that one's a special circumstance because Dak and Zeke, 
greater than just Deshaun Watson. Yeah. Plus, also, in that situation, the Cowboys have two games against Wentz and the Eagles yeah. to make up that two-game deficit. But, like, when you're down two games or exactly two games back of the playoffs, really, this is it. Like, at 3-5, and five, the Texans, you have a decision to make. Either you go out there, get the best guy for the job, spoiler alert, it's not Tom Savage. You either do that or you kind of lay on your sword, start Tom Savage, let this season go to waste, mm-hmm. and then hopefully get Deshaun Watson yeah. back at the beginning and, of the year and not in the middle of the year. And the hard thing is for, for this, too, the, a difference in those two comparisons, too, is if the playoffs started today, the Dallas Cowboys are in the playoffs. The Houston Texans are not. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a big difference in that case. Dallas is barely in, too. You're in, you're in. Ask oh, Green Bay what that barely. means. Uh, and, you know, the Houston Texans are, are kind of a little further out of it, and they are in a better situation than mm-hmm. Dallas is because they have better offensive weapons. Um, now that Zeke is hurt, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they have these better offensive weapons. Now, it's not – there's nowhere they're going to go. The hardest thing for them, too, is the trade deadline's gone. Yep. You've passed it already. It's not like you're going to trade for A.J. McCarron and get somebody who can maybe play right now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you're in a really rough spot. So what are your free agent quarterbacks? There are not very many. Colin Kaepernick has been sitting at the top of the list for all this time. Should they, on a we-want-to-win-games scenario, sign Colin Kaepernick? Yes, they mm-hmm. should. With that being said, I guess it is worth noting that he hasn't played in a long time. It's been a long time since he actually played football, uh, but not as long as Josh Jacks or Josh, Josh Johnson, Johnson um, who hasn't thrown a football in six years. 2011 yeah. was the last time he's thrown a football. It's been a long-ass time, and that's the guy who's probably mm-hmm. going to have to play because Tom Savage will lose his job again. Yeah. Uh, or you're just stuck sitting there with Tom Savage saying, yeah, I know he sucks right now. Mm-hmm. I know he is... I don't think he's ever thrown. I'm sorry, he's thrown one touchdown um, in his uh, eight games. He's thrown one touchdown and one interception. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know he's not really doing anything, uh, but you know we're just going to keep trotting him back out there. You know, at what point do you call up Tim Tebow? <laughs> I mean, honestly, baseball season's over. I'd rather have Tim Tebow out there than Tom Savage right True. now. At least Tim Tebow won a playoff game. I mean, and he's going to throw a shit ton of interceptions, but he's going to, if it's close in the fourth quarter, very Tim Tebow will win you that very game. Very lucky how he won that game. But I mean, I, I sit there and Dumb I just luck think, of, there's no way this guy throws it on you, us. You know what was the most unluckiest thing about uh-huh. this injury? Was think about when the injury happened, because think about last week. Mm-hmm. You and I recorded the podcast last week on Monday, I believe. Yeah. Injury happened, what, on Wednesday? Uh, is when it right. happened. Guess, Shocking. guess who had already was a free agent quarterback and had already signed with the New England Patriots Brian right Hoyer. before that. If this injury Brian happens Hoyer on Tuesday, a nice like, pickup. If this injury happens on Tuesday or on Monday, Brian Hoyer is a Texan, and yeah. Brian Hoyer is starting. And I am a little bit more confident in the Texans with Brian Hoyer than Tom Savage. However, with it, this like this quarterback pool you have the notable names out there are basically Colin Kaepernick. You can try to get Tony Romo, but he ain't leaving the booth this year. He is not leaving the television booth. It oh, no seems way. like Tony Romo is very comfortable doing what he's doing right now. And when I, I'm going to circle back to the question of 
should the Texans sign Colin Kaepernick? Mm -hmm. My answer is yes. I think they should. However, there's a little bit of an asterisk next to that yes, because since the beginning, since, let's say, all the way back when Joe Flacco went down and the Ravens were the first team that we talked about, ooh, could they sign Colin Kaepernick in case Joe Flacco's out? And then you had um, Ozzy and kind of Harbaugh say, you know what, talked about it, we're not going to bring him in kind of a thing. Or Harbaugh might have said, you know what, that's not a decision for me, that's a decision for Ozzy to make. Then the Dolphins happen. Yet again, we bring up Colin Kaepernick's name, but we knew Jay Cutler was going to get that job, especially with Adam Gase there. And after every single team that goes down, I've since the beginning have been on the side, and I don't want to say been on the side, I've understood teams because really when it comes to a team, they're in the business, and this is the NFL, Mm -hmm. this is a team in general, there are two things that a team is focused on. Number one is win like number one is winning games, but it's only number one because number one leads into number two, and that's make money. I actually Win wouldn't games, even say make making money. money is more important well, to most that teams. Make money is more important, but how do you make money? You win games, you be you're, successful. Ricky, you're, you're a Cubs fan. You know you don't have to be successful to win games. No, no, no. I, or to, it, you don't. You know that you don't have to make money. You can have games. a loyal fan base and make money, mm-hmm. but let's put it this way. Look at the Patriots prior to Tom Brady mm-hmm. not selling a ton of stuff. Tom Brady comes, you win a couple championships. Sure. Look at the Bulls in the 90s. Win a couple championships. Everybody is wearing your mm-hmm. stuff. Everyone is buying your stuff. So winning plays into that. I will agree with you. Making money is the most important thing. In For the NFL, it's all a business. And if you're somebody who, and this goes for anything, football, daily, any job that yeah. you can get in Joe Schmo life, if the employer thinks you're going to put either a bad light on the organization's image or if they have that just inkling of question of do we have to worry about this, they're going to say, now nah, we good, and they're going to pass on that. And that's what we're seeing here. And mm-hmm. I've, since the beginning, been on the side of, and I said again, I hate saying that, on the side of the NFL teams of you have the right to do that. I don't you think any, the right. I don't think there's a single person out there who would say they don't have the right to do it. I, and that's at least why any person of, who understands how this all and works. And that's why I think of the collusion case where mm-hmm. it's like, do you really think that the NFL owners are getting together and going, hey, you guys aren't going to sign Kyle Kaepernick, right? I honestly wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised, but I think it's more of a thing of individual mm-hmm. teams not wanting to bring him in because they're afraid of, A, how their fans will react B, we're going to be in the media, and it's Mm -hmm. not going to be good. But the thing with the collusion case that's different, too, is people are very focused on the thinking that there has to be a huge conspiracy. Mm -hmm. All it really needs to be is Team A talked to Team B and said, yeah, we probably shouldn't get this guy. I think this is a bad idea. That's collusion right there. Two different teams working together, both saying, like, uh, I mean, yeah, we could use him, but I don't think it's a good idea. Yeah, that's a good choice. We talked about it, too, and we don't think it's a good idea, too. You can make the case based just on that. And there's more to it. There is more to it. I'm just saying legally, that's all there needs to be. 
for collusion. So people get very bent out of shape about like if how it, much needs to be included. If it's something though, like you just dis- like how mm-hmm. you just described it, yeah, I would see that conversation as more just two owners talking. legally. That's not what it means. I though. know that, but I'm yeah. sitting there non legally looking sure, at but it. We're like talking about the collusion guys. case. I, I get it. I get yeah. it. I'm just saying from my non legal mm-hmm. eyes. I would sure. say that it's just two guys shoot basically shooting the shit, and sure. that's what owner that's what owners do. They probably just some talk locker room fo- talk. Yeah. They talk football with each other. You guys, you guys might get what I'm talking about. Doesn't mean that hey, mm-hmm. every time we talk football, we're colluding with each other. Sure. To try. but that's I, but that's what it means. I just legally. think it, it comes down to what Colin Kaepernick mm-hmm. that, and I don't know who the first team is going to be. I don't know if we'll have a first team. No, I think his career to done. just say hey, you know what. We'll bite the bullet. We'll take the media. We'll take all mm-hmm. the media that we'll get, even if it's yeah. negative. But we're going to sign this guy. I don't know. Like I'm with you. I and don't know if that happens. Mm-hmm. Although based on talent, I think the Texas Texans should have yeah. signed him based on that because I think that Colin Kaepernick could at least help them be more competitive in sure. this playoff. Race. And that's another reason why I also, to flip back, would say that making money is more important than winning games. Mm-hmm. They're willing to lose games with Tom Savage. Just to make money. As opposed to have the chance to win games with Colin Kaepernick because they mm-hmm. know it's going to hurt hurt their image in the yeah. eyes of their fans that live in Texas. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the reddest states uh, that are out there. you know, um, And... I don't think that the Houston Texans have the same kind of reach that a Dallas Cowboys have. Mm-hmm. I think a team like the Dallas Cowboys could get away with it because not all of their fans are well, here in Texas. And a like the they're Cowboys, America's team. Well, the Cowboys could get away with it because it's just Jerry being Jerry at yeah. that point. Although Jerry, Jerry Jones would never have Jerry Colin Kaepernick. Jerry but. loves bringing in guys with checkered pasts. And uh but I don't know. This is a different kind of checkered pass. I don't think it approves the and then, if it passes the Jerry Jones test. And like this is just something off the cuff that I'm mm-hmm. thinking about. Like, and no matter what side of the aisle you are on when it comes to Colin Kaepernick, I think we can all agree it's like, hmm, this guy did this and kneeled during the national anthem, but this guy beat his wife, so or beat his girlfriend, so that's okay. Yeah, we'll bring in the wife beater, but all this guy kneel like. Yeah, come on. Like, be- I agree. Beating a woman should be like near the top of like, no, we're not going to sign this guy. Should be this guy's a douchebag, and we're not going to sign him. But the NFL is really focused on this whole military shit. Mm-hmm. Um, so much so where like you know they've always they've been doing the salute to service for a while, mm-hmm. but they are really pushing it with like the commercials and stuff to be like, yeah. guys, the NFL is on the side of the military. Um, completely once again ignoring the whole point of the very first reason mm-hmm. why Colin Kaepernick took a knee, uh, and everybody took Wasn't the argument there, away from him. Even when he first started, didn't he talk to like, a, military a military veteran, veteran for yeah. like an hour or so? They had a conversation. The guy was, if I remember the story right, and I might be a little bit wrong, um, so feel free mm-hmm. comment section. Um, it was somebody. It was a military veteran that was very like adamantly, I do not like what you're doing. He said, all right, well, let's talk. Let me explain yeah. why I'm doing it. They sat down, and that guy was the one who gave him the kneel. Because the first time he sat, mm-hmm. uh, he sat on the bench for it. Then this guy told him, why don't you try doing this instead? Mm-hmm. And that's where he came from. And that's where the kneeling thing came from. Because on his side of the you know, the military, you kneel for somebody when you want them to get better. Yeah. Was the whole – and there, I – there's a million things, that and people we do have it in sports. It. When someone's injured on the field, what do yeah. players do? They take a knee. And I, I just think when it comes to this, um, and we could talk about 
the issues with Colin Kaepernick a lot, but I think we've kind of, mm-hmm. uh, to at the bottom Harped line, answer the question. Uh, I think they should. I don't think they will, and I totally mm-hmm. understand why they're not going to. I disagree with why they're not going to uh, on a personal level, mm-hmm. but on a business level, I understand why they are not going to go sign Colin Kaepernick. The flip side of it, um, and I do have somebody that I think they should maybe look for. Mm-hmm. Um, I will give an actual name. Okay. Um, on the flip side of it, though, is honestly, I think the backlash won't be that bad. I honestly think these NFL teams are so scared. If one of them actually just goes out and signs Colin Kaepernick, I don't think it'll be anywhere near as bad as they think it is. The name I want to give is Matt Barkley. He's a free agent. I didn't even think about he's that. He's not that great. Niners got rid of He's not both? that great, huh. but he uh, he can at least do something. Niners got rid of both Bear quarterbacks that they signed this season. I mean, uh, well, you know. Bear quarterbacks from last year. In, uh, oh, uh, maybe I shouldn't say this anymore. Uh, in 2016, he was eight touchdowns to 14 interceptions. Uh, hey, man, he wasn't bad when Jay Cutler wasn't there. He threw 14 he, interceptions. Before he got yeah. injured. No, I think that you know, Matt Barkley at games. least is going to— Yeah, that's exactly what it is. He had a couple good games, and then mm-hmm. he really fell apart. Um, is he better than Tom Savage? I don't know. If I mean, I be- think he. I he's think he's than, worth competing. If he's better than Tom Savage, sign him today. I would sign him and let him be there just in case— Find out in practice which one of these guys is better. Because uh, I have zero faith in Tom Savage. I've seen Matt Barkley suck it up uh, in a Chicago Bears uniform, and I'm at least willing to give him a call and say, eh, you want to come out and and practice for a little bit with us, and, and we'll see if it's any good. But, I mean, I can't think of anyone else. I'm just trying to pull a name from mm-hmm. somewhere of somebody who's not Josh Johnson or whatever his name is. But the final thought that I have, and we're going to kind of wrap this up because we've been going for a while. Might have noticed a jump cut. That's because we hit the limit on the camera. But my final thought with this is I'm kind of in agreement with you, Mark, where should they sign him off of talent? Yes, they should. He will help them in a playoff run. However, they won't. And the thing that I wanted to just bring up that this all brings me back to is in a past life, when I was in college, mm-hmm. I was on a career path to become a teacher. And the one thing teachers in college always harped at, my mom was a big harper of this, is watch what you do. Mainly it was social media at the time. It was watch what you do on Facebook. Watch what you do on social media. Like I had a teacher once that was like, you know what? Go through those pages in Facebook that you liked when you were like in junior high and mm-hmm. high school, just go through those. Yeah. You'll know what I mean. And there are some of them you're like, holy shit, I'd let me get rid of this. Yeah. Like that's the example I draw back sure. to. But there's a um, big difference between your average and teacher and a star quarterback. And that's it. And But that's what I'm relating mm-hmm. it to of, of course, they're different professions, but even something like if they look at a Facebook page and don't like what they see – an employer can be like, nah, we good. We're yeah. not going to sign you. They don't have to yeah. include, like, the tell difference, you about of course, that. being that I get, teachers are replaceable. It's on a different. There's only about yeah. 15 of these really good quarterbacks. And that's, that's what I'm saying. Different scale, but mm-hmm. that's what I think of when it comes to this. And that's really why I don't think that Colin Kaepernick will be signed. But I want to turn the conversation on to you guys. And. I want I want to know what you guys think. Should he be signed? Will he be signed? 
What do you think about this whole situation in general? Let us know what you guys think down below in the comment section. But Mark, let's move on into our next topic. And we're looking at Super Bowl talk here. And the reason being is there are two teams that lead their respective conferences right now. And the funny thing is they are both from the state of Pennsylvania. We've got the Philadelphia Eagles, who are the top team in the NFC. We have the Pittsburgh Steelers, who are the top team from the AFC. I want to ask you plain and simple to start this discussion. Who has the better chance to reach Super Bowl Lee, L-I-I, the Steelers or the Eagles? I think it's the Eagles. You know, I know that Pittsburgh has a lot of the, uh, you know, a lot of people are going to say they've been there, done that. You know, they've gone, they've won. Big mm-hmm. Ben's a great leader. Carson Wentz is this young kid. Um, but, you know, this Philadelphia Eagles offense uh, almost wants to remind you of a greatest show on turf of just, and we were just saying that last year, right? Mm-hmm. I don't think anybody can stop them. And maybe that's a scary thing when I want to compare them to the Falcons, but the Falcons would have won with good coaching. Yeah. I don't think anybody can stop the Philadelphia Eagles right now. And they would have won if, you know, Tom Brady wasn't on the other team. All Tom you, had, Bra- to, Tom all Brady you had to do was run the ball a few more times, yeah, and you probably would have won. Uh, you know, or just score another touchdown. That would mm-hmm. be great, too. Anyways, the Philadelphia Eagles, you know, they just look like this unstoppable team. Uh, Carson Wentz is an absolute monster out there saying that, you know, when Aaron Rodgers retires, when Tom Brady retires, He's it's going to be, be my great. NFL. It's my NFL. I'm going to be love the next that. great guy. Love it. Of course you would. Um, you know, especially now that the next competition up for uh, Deshaun Watson just got hurt. Mm-hmm. So Carson Wentz is looking real pretty right now to be the next great NFL quarterback. Well, it'll be him and Goff, right? Well, him, Goff. We'll and see Dak. how Goff continues to do. Yeah, him, Goff, and Dak are Goff, the three yeah. young, the three young guys right now that are kind of like waiting there for the Big Ben's, Tom Brady's, Aaron Rodgers, Drew Brees to walk off into yeah. the sunset. I think someone said the, uh, I think it was on Twitter, the top five quarterbacks in the NFL this year um, are all the young kids, mm-hmm. and uh, I just feel like this Philadelphia Eagles team. One reason I like them more than the Pittsburgh Steelers is. They are scoring at a rate that is hard to keep up with. 31 points a game, uh, and I know that the field, uh, I'm sorry, the Pittsburgh Steelers have one of the best defenses in the league mm-hmm. uh, at stopping teams from scoring, but this Philadelphia Eagles team has one of those defenses, I'm sorry, one of those offenses where I think it's too difficult to stop. You can limit part of it. Uh, you know, maybe it's that you're going to limit the run game. Maybe it's that you can get Alshon Jeffrey to not be as productive as he should be. But there are so much going on, so many weapons for Carson Wentz to take advantage of that I don't think you can stop everybody. They've got three very great, competent running backs there that if you can slow one of them down, the odds are the other one can get something going because the game is a little different for them. Mm-hmm. There's just so much going for the Philadelphia Eagles on offense that I have trouble seeing very many teams being able to stop them. Now, I want to, before I go into the other side, because I'm going to go into the Steelers, mm-hmm. I want to give my answer is the Eagles. However, I could see if someone is saying the Steelers. And the reason why I say that is there are two big things that worry me about the Steelers. 
Number one is injuries. Big Ben's been injured. Is Antonio Brown going to eventually get fed up with not getting the ball enough? Yeah. Will Le'Veon Bell get injured? That's the big three, the killer bees. Will one of them go down? Will one of them not be happy? I mean, even looking at the whole Martavius Bryant situation, however, Juju Smith has come up and been a big surprise for that team. The other thing that worries me about the Steelers is, remember about a week or two ago when we were talking about Steelers and the Chiefs, and I said, you know what, there's... Kind of, there, there's always that one team where it's like, man, we can't beat that one team. For the Chiefs, it's the Steelers. For the Patriots, it's the Giants. For the Steelers, it's Tom Brady. It's not even the Patriots. It's Tom Brady. The Steelers just can't beat Tom Brady mm-hmm. when it comes to the playoffs. And the odds that, are they're going to have to go through well, New England. And no, 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 no. I'm on the other side with that. And mm-hmm. this is the thing. Now, if. The Patriots are the second seed. I'm not saying that they're not going to get to the AFC Championship because right now they are on a roll. However, with how the top three are suited right now, let's say for the sake of argument it stays like it is right now. Steelers, Patriots, Chiefs. The good thing for the Steelers, I know that Steeler fans are probably saying, no, 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 give us give us the Chiefs in the second round. We want an easy win. Steeler fans, do you want that easy win or do you want the Chiefs to finish third, win that first game, and go play the Patriots who they have already demolished this year in Foxborough? That's If I'm a Steeler fan, I am hoping that obviously my team gets home field throughout, but I am hoping that the Chiefs stay at that number three and or stay at three or go to two, and it has to be... Chiefs-Patriots if that three-team wins. Because mm-hmm. I want the Patriots to try to get through the Chiefs yet again. I know that the Chiefs are kind of on the downcline right now. They were on the upcline early. Now they're on the downcline. I believe they've lost three straight or two straight, something like that. However, I want the Patriots to have to go through go through Cle- uh, not Cleveland, Kansas City I before, want to go through before they would get to us. Yeah, Go through Kansas City before you get to us. I'd rather have that than the Steelers play the Chiefs, get that easy win, but then still lose to TB in the championship game for the AFC. Yeah, I mean, it's... I don't know. I mean, you, you have a good point when you go through history, for sure. Mm-hmm. I feel like something with, with the Pittsburgh Steelers that always kind of surprises people, they are a team that kind of surprises you with the loss. I think no one would have expected them to lose to the Chicago Bears. Um, you know, they are a team that they'll get, they'll look like everything is going well for them, and then they'll have a game in the playoffs where they can't score a touchdown. You know, with all these offensive weapons, mm-hmm. they are a team that will surprise you and not in a good way, is really what I kind of feel history shows. If you want to talk about history, which is what we were just doing, that is an issue for the Pittsburgh Steelers. When it really comes down to me of which one of these teams is more likely to make the Super Bowl, the reason I have to go with the Eagles as well is because I'm going to take New England over Pittsburgh every single time. Mm-hmm. Um, Kansas City, like you see, like you said, they're falling off a little bit, but I think that they should be able to bounce back. Uh, when it comes to the NFC, I can't see the Eagles losing to the Vikings, the Rams, the Panthers, maybe the Cowboys, but that depends on Zeke. Um, maybe the Seahawks, I don't know. The Seahawks are as much as that offense is awesome and there's still reminiscence 
on the defense of the glory days, mm-hmm. it's falling off a little bit. The New England, I'm sorry, the New Orleans Saints are the team that scares me the most for the New England. Are I can't say anything right now for the Philadelphia Eagles, but I think that Carson Wentz can go toe to toe with Drew Brees very well. Now that Saints defense is really good right now, uh, so that'll be an interesting. Here's side the thing to it. about the Saints defense, though, and this is. One thing I heard Colin Cowherd say today, and I agree 110% with them, is right now that Saints defense is doing really well because mm-hmm. they had a nice draft class and the rookies are really playing up. However, when it gets to a playoff game, I'm going to take veterans over rookies. Sure, I'm but then that, ve- should, that should tell you to take the Steelers over I'm going to take Eagles. veterans over. Over the Eagles, maybe. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, will the Steelers, like, the question is, reach the Super Bowl? Yeah. Like, because right now everyone's talking, like, today, I believe on first take, they talked about these two teams sure. meeting in the but Super Bowl. But the Philadelphia Bowl. Eagles would have to play in the playoffs, and you're, you're, the yeah. theory is saying that the veterans are more likely to win in the playoffs yeah. than the rookies. And the thing is, here's the flip side to that. Mm-hmm. The AFC, to me, is more top-heavy, stronger than the NFC. It's more top-heavy, stronger. Like you said, yeah, without I could, Aaron Rodgers, I could yeah. see the Eagles beating the Saints. I could see the Eagles beating the Vikings. Because the big thing that the Vikings don't have right now... Quarterback. Knock on wood, because Teddy Bridgewater might be coming back. But, I mean... They don't have that quarterback like the Saints do. They don't have a Drew Brees. However, the thing with the Steelers, and I'm going to harp on it again, and Steeler fans are going to get mad at me, the only way the Steelers are reaching the Super Bowl is if they don't have to play Tom Brady. Because think about this. With Big Ben, the only two years that Big Ben has reached the Super Bowl and won this Bowl— Won the Super Bowl, not reached. I didn't look at the Green Bay year, but the two Super Bowl winning years. The first one was the 2006 Super Bowl, I believe, when they played the Seahawks in Detroit. New England lost to Denver in the semifinal round or the divisional round. Then the Steelers beat Denver in the AFC title game. The second Super Bowl, which was in 2009 when they played the Cardinals. Do you remember what happened to Tom Brady that year? That was his injury year. He got injured. He wasn't even in the playoffs. So both years that you won the Super Bowl, you didn't even get to play Tom Brady. You didn't have to go up against Tom Brady. Because odds are, if you go up against Tom Brady, you know, Bill Belichick and Tom Brady just know how to figure out. They just know how to figure out a Mike mm-hmm. Tomlin team. Look at last year, and it's plain and simple. I'll, I'll You'll see that result every time. I think that's one reason why, and this is very emotional, but that mm-hmm. I would go and pick the Pittsburgh Steelers. If Big Ben goes out there and says, this is it. After this, I'm calling it a career. And I Win ju- or lose. And I just looked it up. The year they lost to the Packers, guess who beat the Patriots in the divisional round in Gillette? I don't know who. That was the Bart Oh, that Scott, was the, the can't, uh, wait. can't wait. That was the can't wait. Flying like a jet plane. Yeah, when they won 28 to 21. Oh yeah, and then Pittsburgh spanked Mark Sanchez, Rex Ryan and that jet team. That was a good one. Uh That was also the for you the bicycle year for oh, Chicago. Right. Good times. That was the bike year. Good times. <laughs> uh You know, if Big Ben were to go out there and say this is it, I'm retiring after this. Mhm. You know, very Ray Lewis style. 
I feel like I would want to lean and say the Pittsburgh Steelers are going to get to the Super Bowl then. No. I because still I, no. I very much believe in that whole mentality of Win the morale. The yeah, teams are going to play up for their guy, a guy like Big Ben, mm-hmm. who already said, and this is the reason why I kind of don't believe in the Steelers this year, mm-hmm. that he's debating retirement. No, now, you got to go all in. I feel like he's kind of, uh, kind of gotten out of that now with their... Uh, what three game win streak against you know they got a good win against the Chiefs for sure. Uh, I know you're gonna say they always beat the Chiefs, but they also they had a good do. win against the Lions. I don't really want to give the Bengals too much credit, but it is a divisional game. Um, so I don't know. I mean, they seem like they're kind of coming out of that for sure. But I think if Big Ben is going to make an announcement like that, I, I have to put a little bit of weight into that one. But uh, to me, not much is gonna change me from saying the Eagles are more likely to get there than the Steelers. Well, and here's the thing that helps. This is another positive for the Steelers because when you look at the remaining schedule, of course anything can happen any given Sunday. However, when I look at the Eagles' schedule remaining, they've got some tough games. They've got two against Dallas. They've got a road game in Seattle. They've got a road game in L.A., the Rams. That's going to be a tough one just because of those two offenses. They could win that game, but it'll be tough. Mm-hmm. And then they got whatever Oakland team shows up. So maybe four to five games where it's like, okay, those are going to be some games. I'm sorry, Chicago. I'm sorry, Giants. Eagles are going to win. However, with the Steelers, at Indy, win. Tennessee on a Thursday night, win. Green Bay without Aaron Rodgers, win. Cincinnati, you beat them 29-14. Yeah, I know it's a divisional game. Win. I'll give you the win over the Baltimore um, Ravens. The 17th, you lose. It's the Patriots. You don't beat Tom Brady. Win against Houston. Win against Cleveland. Sure. Like, this Steeler team has the rest of the way paved to the number one. Like Sure, regular just, season's nice, but you got to play in the playoffs. And that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Based off of the regular season... The thing for the Steelers that is going to help them the most is getting number one. If they get number one overall in the AFC, that's check number one. Okay, we did number one. Because then you leave it into the hands of, okay, let the Chiefs play the Patriots. Let's bank on the Chiefs upsetting the Patriots like they did to open the year. Interesting thing about that, though, different Chiefs team at the start. Eric Berry was healthy for most of that game. And shut down Gronk. Mm-hmm. This defense, not the exact same that we saw to open the year. So that game is even up in the air. The Steelers, though, I mean, you might come back. Hey, you want to get to the Super Bowl? You want to be the best? You might have to beat the best. You might have to actually beat Tom Brady to win the Super Bowl. The one thing I'll add to the to this easy Pittsburgh schedule, uh, Pittsburgh, like I said, they are a team that will surprise you in a bad way. Mm-hmm. Um, so I they would could fully, lose to the Browns. I would fully expect oh. Pittsburgh to lose one of those games that you're saying is an could easy you, you should could win. You, could you imagine the Browns go 0-15, they play Pittsburgh, where's that game at? In Pittsburgh, they walk into Pittsburgh on New Year's Eve. End 2017 with a win. win and oh, go I fully expect If they were to be 0-15 going in that game, I would say I'm not going to bet money, but I would be willing to bet money win. on that because the Browns aren't the Lions. They're not yeah. going to go 0-16. 
I'm hoping either the Niners or the Browns go 0 and 16. I'm hoping both teams go into week 17, 0 and 15, win the last game. So they both go 1 and 15? I hope so. You don't want no 16 team? Nobody's the Lions. Only the Lions can be the Lions. Let them have something, Ricky. Do you Let mem- them have something. Do you remember who was the head coach of that Lions team? Um, shit, who was that? He was with your team as a DC, and now he's with oh, the Cowboys. Oh, he's uh, Rod Marinelli. Rod Marinelli was the head coach. Good stuff, man. Which was funny, and I only know this because me and Brandon looked it up last night. Mm-hmm. If you look at his year by year, he had a bad year his first year, I believe. Then he was seven and nine, and went from seven and nine to zero and sixteen. It's good in stuff. one year. But you know what? You get good stuff out of that when you go to the mm-hmm. draft. So that works out. Uh, yeah, yeah. You got to let the Lions have something, man. Final thoughts. Who is out of the two? Yeah, Philly. I'm going to ask you this, mm-hmm. though. Is there a chance that we see both of these teams in the Super Bowl and we have a Pennsylvania Super Bowl? No, I, I would doubt that. Um, I don't think that'll happen. Uh, like I said, I think Philadelphia is more likely to get in, but... If I had to put my money on two different teams right now, mm-hmm. it's New Orleans, New England. New Orleans and New England? I'm really liking what I see out of the Saints. I would really pick, like I it. would not pick really the like Saints. what they got on defense going on. It's all coming together. And Drew Brees, he's another one of those old guys who wants yeah. to get one more ring before he's done. I just that defense, I wonder how far it's gonna carry them, especially with how young that, that team is. The defense Rook- is doing well, but because, they got Drew Brees out there. They think don't need of, it to carry him. Think about this. Rookies are different than sophomores. Sure. Like, yeah, the Eagles are kind of young in some places, mainly mm-hmm. at quarterback, but I would take Carson Wentz over the rookies on the Saints defense. However, the rest of the NFC, it's kind of weaker this year. So I would say the Eagles have the easier road but into that playoff. The, the thing that does scare me with the with Philadelphia Eagles is they remind me of a couple teams right now. Uh, the Carolina Panthers mm-hmm. and the Atlanta Falcons. Two teams of really hot offenses, not amazing defenses. They don't need a good defense because they can score more than anybody, and it catches up, and they don't actually get it done. So maybe that should say, yeah, the Philadelphia Eagles for 100% are going to be in the Super Bowl this year um, because I just compared them to two Super Bowl teams. But then, of course, they're going to lose it or in the, tremendous fashion, actually. Or the one that you completely forgot about, and I have to kind of go back and see. I got to go back to the right year that I'm looking at because, yeah, it was this one. It was the 2002 Super Bowl. Or you can compare them to Tom Brady's first Super Bowl. Tom because Brady, of the sophomore thing? Well, no, not the sophomore thing. Think about this. If let's say the standings end like they are now, and the Eagles meet the Patriots in the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. that year the Patriots were the second best team in the NFC. Yeah, they had a close one against Oakland. That was the Tuck Rule game, and they also had a win over Pittsburgh, number one Pittsburgh, which could happen this year in um, the AFC Championship game. But who did they play in that Super Bowl? The number one seeded. Greatest show on turf, St. Louis Rams. Sure. Could happen this year where New England goes, Tom Brady's in the Super Bowl, beats Pittsburgh in the AFC title game, number two seed, playing a high-flying offense in the yep. Eagles. Oh, wait, guess what? That happened last year as well. Yep. Well, I, I don't need to go back 15 years. I had <laughs> I had just one. last year and just the year one. before that to compare it to. Basically, if you're the Eagles or the Steelers, don't play the Patriots and you'll win. 
Don't play the Patriots and your winning percent goes up tenfold. I know Sean. That's is sitting, for every team. Out I know there. Sean at home is going yes, and also Alex Smith is not a good quarterback. That's what Sean is saying at home. That's the only this thing video. Sean says. But this is where you guys come in. Let us know what you guys think. Are the Steelers have the better chance to make the Super Bowl? Do the Eagles have the better chance? Let us know why in the comments down below. And Mark, let's move on into our final topic before we make our picks. And we're looking at the New York Giants. And before I ask you the question about Eli Manning and the Giants, I want to get something off of my chest. And this all came up because this past weekend, Sean and I were talking and, you know, it was during the Rams game. And I'm like, ooh, the Rams are beating the Giants. Yes, because I am rooting for the kiss of death at this point in the season. And he's like, you do understand you picked them to win the Super Bowl, right? And he started going into how the Giants were horrible and I was stupid for making that pick. I don't know if Sean realizes this, so I just want everyone to get on the same page here. The kiss of death is real. The kiss of death is real, and when I make a Super Bowl pick, when I make it, I know I'm going to be wrong. I know I'm going to be dead wrong. I'm just waiting to see what happens but to the team that I You still I always have a look, like... You go into it's not like you're going to go believe, out there and I say the Packers are going to get in it and win I, every time because you want them to lose. No, I seriously are like this is the team I think will win. I yeah. seriously make a pick, but it's more of like I have that thought in the back of my head of like oh, this could this is going to end. Let's, let's, see let's how, wait. Let's see how it gets. Let's, uh, let's ruined. wait to see how this gets ruined. Cardinals last year, the Colts are the best kiss of death finisher at eight and eight. However, their runner up the. Cowboys in 2015 did not fare that well. However, did make the playoffs. You got the kiss of death. Yeah. I want to ask you this, though, about the Giants. Should the Giants move on from Eli Manning? We're not going to have the discussion that first take did. We're not going to say, should he be benched? But this year after 2017, should they say, hey, Eli, it's been great, but you're no longer our starting quarterback? Yeah, I mean, I definitely think you, you got to ride it out with Eli. Uh you know, I, th- I think he's done so much for New York. Mm-hmm. He's gotten them two Super Bowls, um, and he's been a good quarterback and everything like that. And he's still a good quarterback. I'm not going to sit here and say Eli Manning is a terrible garbage quarterback. Get rid of him right now, mm-hmm. because you just kind of look at it um, from so far. And you know, he's 12 touchdowns, six interceptions. Not great, but you know, it's not terrible. He's had almost 2,000 yards. Uh, an 85 quarterback rating, but if you like that QBR, it's a 40. Mm-hmm. Uh, not not terribly impressive. Um, so it, he's been a fine, solid quarterback. I mean, he's better than a lot of other options out there. He's certainly better than Geno Smith, mm-hmm. who's your next option. Um, but it really comes down to this. This Giants team has not been doing anything lately. Well, even riddled with, with injuries, too. Yeah, even with everything they've got going for them. But with... You know, their star wide receivers on the field, mm-hmm. still nothing. They weren't able to really get much of anything. There's a reason why they've only won a single game. They had this great defense last year, um, and that didn't really help out. That didn't really get much going for them. I don't really believe in Ben McAdoo mm-hmm. being the right quarterback. Uh, I'm sorry, being the right head coach. And right now, I think Eli Manning's time as quarterback should be done. Uh, just... There's not really a reason to continue on with the guy anymore. This is a team that is going to find itself in a very nice situation where mm-hmm. they will be able to draft one of the top three, most likely, uh, one of the top three quarterbacks in the draft this year. Uh, they'll probably have the third pick uh, if nothing really drastically changes. Maybe 
Jimmy Garoppolo will start winning some games for San Francisco, and all mm-hmm. of a sudden they're the second overall pick. Um, you know, you, you kind of have to move on. It's New York is uh, going to find itself in a very similar situation to Indianapolis, and Eli might just find himself in a similar situation to his brother Peyton of being kind of ousted so he can go in somewhere else where the new the new rookie comes in and very hopefully is going to be successful. Very interesting you say that because I was listening to, I believe it was First Things First on FS1 with Nick Wright and Chris Carter, and one of the teams they threw out was the Denver Broncos of like, who could he go to if they get rid of him? Because right now they're so he's got two years on his contract, but there's a potential out in 2019. So they can get rid of him after next year, potentially. Who should he go to? And one of the teams they brought up was Denver. Kind of be just like Big Brother. Let me go to Denver and try to mm-hmm. win there because right now they don't know what they have at quarterback. Right now they're trying to hope that Brock the Cock, Cockadoodle Do, is going to do everything for them. The thing that I'm ready to say, is Eli done? Not yet, but the timer has started. And the reason I'm saying that is I don't want to pin all of this on Eli Manning. And the reason being is this organization recently, basically the past two years, has not done what they needed to do to help Eli out. And I'll say, when they brought in Brandon Marshall, I bit that and got reeled in by it. I thought that he was going to be a big help to this team. Did not see OJB or OBJ go down. But the two things, two things that this team did that hurt Eli Manning, number one, they used Tom Coughlin as a scapegoat for not making the playoffs, got rid of him. Sure, but I don't I don't disagree with getting rid of Tom Coughlin. Basically, the thing that... The, well, look at the team now. You basically got rid of Tom Coughlin, who yeah. is now not a head coach, but he's doing things in Jacksonville, and Jacksonville already looks better with him having his fingerprints yeah. on that team but already. There, that's one of those Marvin Lewis wins enough enough type of situations mm-hmm. where you say it hasn't been working. Sometimes I would you say just gotta Tom go. Coughlin, different boat. Than Marvin Lewis just well, because of the yeah. pedigree. I mean, it's different because he's won, but what has he done lately? And also, it's because the depends on who you get to replace him. You got That's rid of Tom the Coughlin, replaced him Ben McAdoo with Ben did McAdoo. Well, as an offensive coordinator, he's just one of those guys that's a better coordinator than a head coach. You can get rid of, oh, who was it that the Patriots got rid of? Was it Pete Carroll they got rid of? You can get rid of mm-hmm. Pete Carroll, but if you get Bill Belichick, to, and I know that's a different one because Belichick was kind of unknown with the Jets and then made his name in, uh, was with Cleveland, made his name after going to the Jets and then made his name with New England. But if you get a guy who's the next Bill Belichick or that caliber, then fine. But if you get Ben McAdoo, Ben McAdoo is not your head coach. He is your offensive coordinator. And there's a problem when it's like, oh, well, you're an offensive mind. You're the you were the offensive coordinator. Now as the head coach, you have to give up play calling opportunities, and that's when your team won the game when you gave that up. Not a good sign for me. So I think a McAdoo is a big problem. Number two is what have you done to give Eli a run game? Nothing. You have done nothing to give him a run game. I know you drafted Wayne Gallman, who I am high on, and I think in the future, could be a good backup running back for you. I don't think he's a starting running back. You haven't gone out there to get him 
a quality rushing attack. Yeah, you load it up on the defensive side. That's great. But you can give the ball to the offense all the time. If the other defense knows you're going to pass it, they're just going to load up, not load the box and not respect the run game. So those are two things that I think of. However, I do think the Giants this year in the draft need to take a first-round quarterback. They basically need to do what the Green Bay Packers did. We're taking our guy. He'll sit behind Eli for a year, maybe two, depending on what we want to do with his contract, and then he's our guy, and mm-hmm. Eli is gone. But I don't know that you know either like a Darnold or a Rosen are going to be in the same situation of Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers, yes, was drafted in the first round, but Aaron Rodgers was drafted as a project. Mm-hmm. He was drafted as a guy who everybody knew needed time to work things out. Very similar to Paxton Lynch, who was drafted mm-hmm. um, by the Denver Broncos to sit there and learn for a while. Problem is, Paxton Lynch hasn't learned anything. Aaron Rodgers did. Um, you get a guy like Rosen, you get a guy like Darnold, and you're ready to go. You're saying like Andrew That's an Luck. Andrew Luck situation yeah. where you're saying, this guy doesn't sit. Mm-hmm. This guy does not learn. He goes out there and he wins. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Eli. And I think that the New York Giants could easily, like you said, there's an out in 2019. Mm-hmm. They don't have to worry about 2019. You can trade him, not today, past yeah. the trade deadline, but you can trade him to a team that will be willing to take him. You're not getting a first-round pick this because he's 36 years old. You're saying this offseason, trade him because you're yeah. going to take a quarterback in the top five. If a team like you know the Denver Broncos aren't going to go to the draft to get a quarterback mm-hmm. or they're not going to sign Kirk Cousins or something like that. Or if Big Ben retires. Yeah, there's a team out there that is going to be a quarterback away. Mm-hmm. And Eli Manning can be that. Eli Manning is a good quarterback. Eli Manning will make dumb mistakes, but if you're a team like the Denver Broncos or the Pittsburgh Steelers, you can bail out Eli Manning, which has been, uh, you know, those years that they've won Super Bowls, they've been able to bail him out of some of those interceptions. Question for you, and this is me just spitballing off the top of my head. Mm-hmm. Guy we talked about last week, Kirk Cousins. He hits free agency. If you are the Giants and you have made up in your mind we are moving on from Eli, which would you rather do? Go all in to sign a guy like Kirk Cousins or say, no, we will draft our young quarterback. Go through the pains mm -hmm. maybe early, but we will have our young quarterback. I don't think New York has the money to get Kirk Cousins. I mean, look at all the big signings Mm -hmm. they've had every offseason lately. I don't think they have money to do it. Uh, and if you paid attention to the San Francisco 49ers video, you know I want one of those young quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. I'd be willing to pass up on Jimmy Garoppolo to have one of those young quarterbacks. Um, unfortunately for San Francisco, that kind of involves tanking, but, you know, <laughs> whatever. Uh, maybe this is the NBA. Uh, I think that you got to get one of those young guys. And if anything, right now the NFL has a little bit of, um, I don't know, an unfair taste in their mouth of, these rookies can be successful. Mm-hmm. Carson Wentz did it. Sean Watson did it. Uh, Mariota's doing pretty well out there. Jameis has gotten himself hurt right now. Uh, but you have a lot of success for some of these young guys. And then you have some struggles, too. Jared Goff went through a bad coaching situation, mostly. Like I said, Jameis Winston got hurt, but he's been having trouble this year as well. And the thing with the Rams, the Rams are the perfect situation of – Get a court, get a quarterback, the right coach, and they'll do great things. Yeah, like just think of a like Sean McVay is the most important part to that Rams team because it's like Jeff Fisher's there. Team can't do anything. 
McVay comes in, they look like a totally different team. Oh, yeah. One of the top two offenses in the league, them and Philly, and right now they're a playoff team. Right now they're an NFC West champion. Yeah. And that's the kind of thing where, you know, New York needs to kind of find that person. I know they felt mm-hmm. like they had something going with the Eli and McAdoo connection, but he's just not a head coach. They need to find one of those guys that can make that transition. And that's one of those reasons why there's already people saying that, you know, I know right now the hot topic is the Bucks have given up on the season already. Mm-hmm. But the New York Giants, that looks like a team that's quit. Yes. That looks like a team that's done. D- watching this past week, mm-hmm. it just it looked like nobody wanted to try. Yeah. Nobody wanted them. to try. I don't blame them. They have had a very defeating season. Uh, and it should be a lot better. There's, I mean, there's a reason why you picked them to be a Super Bowl winner. Mm-hmm. They are a team that should be better than this, and they're not. Here's the thing I want to bring up, and Chris Carter brought it up today, and he was like, you know what, like, with Nick Wright was like, really, you would do this? And Chris Carter's like, yeah, I'd call Eli into my office today. I'd tell him, and I'm not even associated with the team. He said for the next two years, Eli has offered – 13 million, or no, 13 million this year. So 10.5 million, 11.5 million. And with uh, bonuses, it's going to be what? His signing bonus is $6.2 million for each year. And then he has a roster bonus as well for the next two for $5 million each. He says, I'm calling Eli and I'm saying, hey, you know what? You're taking a pay cut. You are taking a pay cut because you are not good enough. You're going to take a pay cut like the rest of these quarterbacks like Tom Brady and such are doing so that we can go out and get pieces. And if you don't like that, we'll we'll release you and you can leave. I think in that case, Eli would say, yeah, do it. Release me. I'll make more money. Mm-hmm. Eli Manning uh, from the Manning family. Uh, Which if you're a giant, you're not really mad at that because you're going to draft a quarterback. Hopefully yeah. you're going to draft a quarterback anyways. Yeah. And I don't know. Geno Smith might come out there and win you five games and, oh, you're out of it now. You know what? Uh, Speaking of him, it is mm-hmm. funny that in New York it, with the Jets, Jets are horrible. He leaves one New York to the other New York. Is he the problem? Is Maybe. He the ba- is he the bad omen? Maybe. Because the Jets are decent and the Giants are not. Now, and he switched hands. To, to go back to Eli here. Uh, <laughs> There's a reason why, you know, certain people on on TV are not GMs or Mm -hmm. not head coaches, because that's a terrible idea to sit there and say, I'm going to tell this guy, you take a pay cut or we're getting rid of you. Mm -hmm. The quarterback, of course, is going to say, no, I'm not taking a pay cut. We signed a deal. You're honoring the deal that we signed. And then is going to go home, Eli, and tell Archie, his daddy, that can you believe what they just said to me? Everybody now knows that they said this, and mm-hmm. now New York can't get anything out of trade value for Eli because everybody knows you just said you were going to cut him. So cut him. We'll sign him then. Mm-hmm. No one's going to trade for him then. That's shooting yourself in the foot. The league is a small place. Everybody finds out everything. We found out that Fournette got his suspension because he didn't show up for a team photograph. Mm-hmm. Didn't take long to figure that out. And you want to know, and I heard this through ESPN 1000. Mm-hmm. According to them, you want to know where he was at this past week when he was late? Uh, no, I, when I don't he, know. When he missed that team meeting mm-hmm. this past week and why he didn't start this last game, the guys on ESPN 1000 here in Chicago said he was at his son's school reading to his class. Nice. Was reading to his son's class. Nope. 
Doesn't matter. You were. I get it. You were late. He's building the culture. But sure. it's like, come on. For the the one time an athlete does something where it's like, okay, he did something good, and we mm-hmm. punish him for it. Yeah. Guess he's never going to do that again. Right. <laughs> Who cares if your son knows how to read? <laughs> you can pay people to teach him how to read. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just think that. I mean that that one blows my mind of why you would you can't call Eli Manning and say you're taking a pay cut it's never going to happen and here's I mean this is the man who demanded to not go to San Diego well and here's what I would do if I was the Giants and it's all because of that potential out Mm -hmm. I would take whichever court let's say I'm top three because right now looking at the standings I know that the um, Browns and Niners are. Basically, one, two. Would they be three? They would be three. They would be three. And sitting there at number three, I'm taking whatever quarterback. Let's be honest. One of the two will be there. Like right now, Darnold's not going to be there because he's going to go to Cleveland. Darnold's going to be, unless he stays, Darnold will be gone. That's what I'm saying. So Maybe he'll pull an Eli and say... Cleveland, or maybe, well, I'm not going to go if you draft Well, me. it doesn't matter because— It doesn't money, work that way, Yeah, but it doesn't still. matter because the Browns are money ball. They trade the pick. Whoever wants Darnold trades for the pick. Darnold is taken. Or the 49ers, 49ers could do 49ers that. could trade. Either one. Maybe both. But, like, whether it's a Rosen, whether it's a Baker Mayfield, Mason Rudolph, and I'm not saying these guys are this high, but I'm taking that quarterback that I believe in. Take him right there, and then I say, hey, you know what? Eli, this is your last year. The rook is ba- like open open season in the off season. The rook comes in, can have the opportunity to win the job. Whoever wins, it's their job. But then at the end of this first season, let's say Eli wins it and the rook is on the bench after 2018 season. Eli, it's been great. You've been mm-hmm. cut. And then the rookie's my well. The no, sophomore's my starter. That's a silly idea. You can get trade value out of Eli Manning. You trade Eli Manning. One, two. The reality of it is Archie Manning. Archie Manning's going to be at your doorstep mm-hmm. saying, "Trade my fucking son." Uh, the moment you even think about drafting the next quarterback. Mm-hmm. Uh, Archie is not going to allow this to happen. Archie still has too much power, too much sway in the NFL. You know what that really sounds like when you say it that way? Huh? Sounds like somebody else. Helicopter parent? No, it sounds like somebody in the NBA that no one wants to shut up about. Yeah, right. But no, it won't say that about Archie Griffin. Archie Manning, yeah. Archie Manning. I said Archie Griffin. Archie Manning won't say that about Archie Manning because he's not LeVar Ball. Well, he's he, has, he hasn't spoken as He Lamar hasn't Ball. annoyed us enough. He yeah. is behind the scenes mm-hmm. making things happen. Uh, but it was the same thing with with Andrew Luck when there was all that talk with the mm-hmm. Colts. Uh, Peyton and Archie and everyone is saying, "No, you're going to release him. You're going to do something. You're going to do whatever mm-hmm. whatever needs to be done for Peyton to not be sitting on the bench when Andrew Luck is out there. That will not be allowed." Um. I see a very similar thing if they do anything like that for Eli. They've already tried to you know they've what? already tried to pull their weight to get him where they wanted him to go. You know what then? And this is just the sadistic part mm-hmm. of my brain talking. You know what I would do? And I'm not making any of this known. This is just in my head. 2018 rolls around and we draft our quarterback. I tell the coach, I go, "Okay, you're going to you're listening to me. We're going to say it's an open competition." The Rook's going to win. The Rookie's going to win. We're premeditating that we're going to start him. 
but we're going to say open competition with air quotes. Mm-hmm. 2018, Eli sits. Eli sits. Let that stew, let that hatred sit there. Then I'll trade him. And I'll get whatever I can get out of him. And that's, like I said, that's me being sadistic. That's me that's just, basically holding a grudge. Not saying that's, that's a what bad they, idea, though. Not saying that's what they should You're do, gonna Mark. You're going to lose trade value by Mark, allowing Mark, everybody Mark, to go Mark, answer Mark, the quarterback Mark, situations. Mark, 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 I just said that's not what they should do. Yeah. That's my sadistic, grudgeful side talking. Ricky, like I said before, there's a reason why some people in the media are not GMs and things. Oh, I, this one's yours. I am not trying to be a GM or this uh, one is yours. A owner. I'm just saying that's my sadistic, that's my grudgeful side because if you guys haven't noticed, I hold grudges. I'm a grudge holder. Yeah. That's what happens. But any final thought with Eli sh- like should they move on? Will they move on? Which quarterback in the draft would you target if you were the I mean, Giants I'm not with, targeting anybody because I'm taking whoever's available for me, I think. So let's say Because Dar- you're not going to get the choice. If Darnold's gone, do you take Rosen yeah. at three? Oh, yeah. Definitely. Uh, the problem that... The risky thing that they fall for... Mm-hmm. New York right now is hoping that San Francisco wins a few games. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in fact, they get to play them this coming week. That Jimmy Garoppolo um, starts and actually... Yeah. So if I'm New York, I am going to do everything in my power mm-hmm. to lose this game. I'm not even going to show up. I'm going to say, to <laughs> you guys, it's at your own... Uh, you know, you're going to go to San Francisco. Discretion. I'm going to say, no, you guys win it. We're not going to play. Uh, and... Give them the win because you want them to have the tiebreaker. Mm-hmm. Because I, the biggest fear in my mind is Cleveland either trades and someone gets a quarterback or takes a quarterback. San Francisco, mm-hmm. you feel safe that they're not taking a quarterback, but what if they trade back? Yeah, somebody takes the quarterback. Well, we've You're so, screwed. We've seen Lynch do that last year, and you I can would feel be Lynch does that. Screwed does that again. in that case because then what are you going to do? Mm-hmm. You're going to you know I don't know draft. Allen? I don't know. Who's the third quarterback in the draft? Well, right now, uh, like, nobody at number three is going to well, really be that worthwhile. The, the quarterbacks that you're looking at here, and this is not based on where they should go in the first round, is you've got Darnold, Rosen, Baker Mayfield's out there, Mason Rudolph's out there, Lamar Jackson's out there. Um, Josh Allen's kind of fallen off the face of the earth, it seems, the quarterback from Wyoming. So it'll mm-hmm. be interesting how these quarterbacks kind of surface. Yeah. Because let's be honest, Darnold could look at it and go, nah, I'm going to stay in school. Right? I'm going to stay. That's going to that's be the worst case scenario mm-hmm. for, for New York in that case. Um, so, I don't know, a lot of time. It's going to be interesting to see what happens. Well, and this is where you guys come in. Let us know what you guys think down below in the comment section. Should the Giants move on from Eli if you were the GM? What would you guys do? Trade him this offseason? Draft quarterback? Have him sit behind Eli? Release Eli? What would you do? Let us know down below in the comment section. But Mark, let's end the podcast like we always do. And I always find it funny because on YouTube, hi, hey guys, this is usually the first time you guys see us on YouTube is we try to get these out as quick as possible. But if you're on Blog Talk Radio, iTunes, or Stitcher, you are rolling right along here, ending the podcast last segment that yep. we usually have. We make our picks all the way through, and we got some good ones. Let's we'll start with the Thursday night game. We've got the 5-2 and two Seahawks, the 4-4 four and four Cardinals. Seattle is a six-point favorite in this game. Mm-hmm. Mark, who do you got? Yeah, as they should be. I, I got to go with Seattle on this one. I, I like the offense. Uh, 
they can put up points like nobody's business. Uh, and I think, you know, this is kind of the time where Seattle comes up hot and they start winning their games in November and December. So they'll go on a roll. Yeah, I am going to go with the Seahawks in this one. Not confident in the Cardinals ever since the Carson Palmer went down with his injury. Going to go with Russell Wilson. Going to go with the Seahawks here on Thursday night, which, I mean, I'm going to say this, and it's going to bite me in the butt, but this is a potential not good Thursday night game, correct? Is oh, that what sure. you're thinking? Yeah. Another another dud for when, Thursday when night? When do we really get good Thursday night games? Very few and far between. I think two weeks ago was the last one we had an actually good game, or three weeks ago, something like that. But now the Sunday game's the first one. We got a noon start here in the Central Time Zone. The Saints taking on the Bills. Good game, or it could be Saints Should are be. two and a half point favorite. Who you got in Buffalo? Yeah, I'm going to roll with the Saints on this one as well. Okay. Um, you know, Drew Brees' offense, I, I like a lot. I really love this defense and what they're doing right now. I know that you're scared because there's too many rookies, mm-hmm. and that, that worries you. I but only get scared of that come playoff time. Yeah. Uh, right now, I, I like the Saints. I am going to go with the Saints as well. I almost picked the Bills, almost hit that upset special button. However, I'm going to go with the Saints in this one basically because of that defense, mainly because of that defense, and can the Bills overcome that defense that will have to be seen this Sunday. Then an interesting one, the Packers and the Bears. Packers are a five-point, the Bears, pardon me, are a five-point favorite. I'm just used to mm-hmm. saying that the Packers are a favorite Times in this game. Times are changing. Bears are a five-point favorite. However, Mark, mm-hmm. interesting fact, every single time, and it's only been five times in the John Fox era in Chicago, have the Bears been favorites. They are 0-5 as a favorite. This will be the sixth. Who are you going with? The Bears. 100%. Trubisky's going to go out there and prove he's the GOAT. You guys know me. Lights it up. 10 touchdowns. You guys know me. Mm -hmm. I like history. Yeah, you do. I go with the history. If you're 0-5 as a favorite, odds are you're going to be 0-6. I'm going to take Brett Hundley and the Packers to win this game. Well, history, he should have thrown at least like eight touchdowns yesterday against the Lions. I don't because know how he didn't. You got Matt Flynn. Yeah, Matt Flynn does, but it wasn't Week Seventeen. Doesn't that matter. Might have been why? If you play, if you play, if but you're a backup a, quarterback that and was you a, play the Lions, but that was a Week Seventeen game. Yeah, sure, but multiple backup quarterbacks have beaten the Lions. Okay, and been well, I'm saying, well, the Packers did it. It was Week Seventeen, so maybe that's why. No, nah, he should have done off. it. He should have done it. I'm going to go with the Packers in this one in a kind of shocking pick mainly because of the fun fact about the Bears being favorites under the John Fox era. Then an interesting one, Lions at home playing it? the 0-8 Browns. Is it interesting because Lions were done? Let's move on. Well, I mean, Detroit's a 12.5-point favorite. They are going to help make sure the Browns get closer to 0-16, 0-9. Oh, the you Browns know what? Maybe they do week. just throw it and say, no, <laughs> you guys can have this well, one. I feel like if you were the head coach, you'd be like, guys, we're losing this one. We we got to be the only zero and sixteen team. I'm you gotta going, have something going with the Lions in this one over the Browns and a shocker. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Me too. Lions. Then the next one we've got Bengals and Titans. Tennessee is a four and a half point favorite. What do you got, Bengals or yeah, Titans? You guys know I like the Titans. Uh, uh, you know, they're they're not going out there and lighting everybody mm-hmm. up like I said they should. Uh, but I really do like the Tennessee Titans team. I think they have so many pieces out there. Uh, and the Cincinnati Bengals, it's a team that just, I don't know, 
they're not doing poorly necessarily, mm-hmm. uh, but it's a team that looks like they're not too far away from collapse. I am going to go with the Bengals in this one. I'm going to go with the upset. This this smells like a game to me that's going to be closer than you think. You think that the Titans are going to run with, run away with it? I think this is going to be like a 23-17 type of game or like a 24-17 type of game, maybe even a 2017 type of game. It's going to be that close game between these two teams, and I'm going to have the Bengals come up on top in Nashville, Tennessee. Then we got a big one. I'm expecting an easy win for the team. I'm going to pick. You've got Pittsburgh. You've got Indy. The Steelers are 10-point favorites right now, going with the Steelers to win by at least three touchdowns. Here's my upset here. Indianapolis Colts. Really? Jacoby Jacoby Brissett. Jacoby Brissett, I think he's going to go out and do it. It's because they're riding a win streak. One last week, they'll win this week. The the one-game win streak is great. (laughs) But, no, I think Pittsburgh, uh, you know, they will surprise you in bad ways. Uh, Much like losing to the Chicago Bears, uh, I think this is one of those situations where I feel like Pittsburgh is just that kind of team where they play to the other team's level. Mm -hmm. And I think that they will struggle in this game, and they will play to the Indianapolis Colts level. Jacoby Brissett can go out there and get it done. It's also on the road. Big Ben don't like playing on the road. However, I'm still going to go with the Steelers in this game. Then, to me, this is the most interesting game of the week. And the reason why it's the most interesting, we have Ryan Fitzpatrick or Ryan Fitzmagic playing for the Buccaneers. He is playing his old team in the Jets. We also have Josh McCown playing his old team as he will be starting for the Giants, we got a couple quarterbacks playing their old team. Jets are two and a half point favorites. Who you got in Tampa? This one I have to pick. I have to pick the Jets. Uh, this is another team where you can tell with all the emotion out there, with mm-hmm. Mevins going ahead and getting into a fight to get himself suspended. Uh, this is just kind of a team that Tampa Bay is a team that's just kind of too. Uh, emotional, and they're kind of not able to control themselves. Very reminiscent to mm-hmm. the Cincinnati Bengals that we've seen uh, back last time when we saw them in the playoffs. You know, this is a team that can't get themselves together. Uh, I expect big changes coming Tampa Bay's way uh, this coming off season. It's kind of a shame because this team should have been a lot better than they are. Got to go with the New York Jets. I'm going to go with the Jets as well in this one. I'll take McCown over Ryan Fitzmagic. The Bucks will fall to two and seven. Then another good one. We've got the Vikings at six and two. The Redskins at four and four. Interesting enough, Colin Coward today put the Redskins as his ninth team in his top ten hierarchy in the NFL for this week. Vikings are only a one and a half point favorite. I am going to stay true. I am going to say Skull Vikes. How about you, Vikings or Redskins? Yeah, I, I hate to agree with you, but I do think that the Vikings can get it done. I think this defense will be good enough to mm-hmm. stop Cousins uh, and his offense. And really, when it comes down to it, that's kind of what matters because Case Keenum's that quarterback where he doesn't lose games. He is not going to go out there and lose it. So as long as this defense keeps him in mm-hmm. it, they'll be okay. Minnesota can win. You know what's the interesting thing about the Redskins? Chris Thompson, their running back. Mm-hmm. He is the only player in the NFL, I believe, to lead his team in rushing and receiving. <laughs> he nice. is the Redskins' leading rusher and receiver from the running back position. Then we've got an AFC battle. We've got the 3-5 and five Chargers, the 5-6 five 
and three Jaguars. Jaguars are four-point favorites. Hopefully yeah. Leonard Fournette plays. I need him for my fantasy team. I'm going to go with the Jaguars. How about you? Yeah, I think they'll let him play. Uh, they should. I mean, he shouldn't be missing any more practices. His son he said no he's lo- going to be on time. He, he yeah. did say that. His son uh, doesn't need to know how to read. Um, so I do think that Jacksonville should win this game. You know, I, I think the Chargers have surprised a lot of people, and Here, I want to give them some credit, but kind of go with that good Jacksonville defense. Here's the big question about this game. Last week, with the win over the Bengals, the Jaguars broke their streak. They yeah. finally won two in a row. Is this where they lose two in a row? They lose to the Chargers and then lose to the Browns? Or do they just lose the rest of the season? Is that what I we're going to see? Who knows? Oh, geez. You know what? I just noticed. Hmm. If they now continue the win-loss, win-loss still, the Browns would have been will be a loss for them in two weeks. Well, uh, a week. Well, they got to win one. They gotta <laughs> you're win talking one. about the Browns. That's yep. what you're talking about. I'm going to go with the Jaguars in this one, though. Then we've got the Texans. Talked about them earlier with Tom Savage going up against the Rams. Rams are a 12-point favorite. I'm going yeah. with L.A. I think this one's mm-hmm. an easy L.A. victory. Yeah, I don't know that I can pick Houston to win any more games uh, this year. Uh, I don't believe in Tom Savage. They're just going to go 3-13 and 13 the rest of the way? Yeah. I, I just don't believe in Tom Savage. That's pretty much all it comes down to. Got to go with the Rams. Then we've got the Cowboys 5-3, and three, the Falcons 4-4. Four and four. I'm surprised the Falcons are three-point favorites because I'm going with the Cowboys. You know, it's the first game without I will, Zeke. I will take that line all day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, first game without Zeke, it's interesting, but I, this is Dak Prescott's time to shine. He's got to go out there and prove that he's not just a quarterback that relies on a system, dink and dunk, relies on a good running back. He can go out there and he can do it himself. Atlanta, to me, is a team that just can't get it together. They still have the Super Bowl in their heads. I'm not going to believe it yet. I'll go with Dallas. And you just said without Zeke? Mm-hmm. Is it for sure he's not playing? As far as I know, he's not playing. Because I haven't heard anything with them issuing a ruling on that. And I'm looking right now, 13 hours ago, ESPN of the story, Falcons preparing to face Cowboys with Ezekiel Elliott. I don't know if I don't know something that I didn't. Last I thought he wasn't playing, but I mean, who knows what the hell's happening I mean, come anymore. on. It's hard we, to keep up. We thought he wasn't playing last week, and then he ended up doing I didn't it. even put him in my starting lineup in fantasy. I, I still won. <laughs> I know you didn't. Then we've got, to me, mm-hmm. a very... Not interesting game, but a very, very intriguing game. See what I did there? Used a different word for interesting. Well, I think this is a very interesting game. <laughs> then we've got the Giants yeah. and the Niners. Giants are a one-point favorite. So you know what I'm going to do? Pick one the nothing. tie. I'm going to pick the tie. They're a one-point favorite. It'll this be is going to be a tie. Game somehow, this will be some a tie. No, I think Could you that- imagine if the Niners went 0-15-1? Still not 0-16. It counts. <laughs> uh you know, it's a half win. Uh, I got to go with the San Francisco 49ers on this one. Yeah, I am going to go with them, too. I'm not going to pick the tie. New York is just going to lay down and say, there's your end zone. Enjoy it. <laughs> just like they did last week, basically. Uh, yeah, I mean, they, they'd certainly want to get a higher draft pick. Um, mm-hmm. And is Jimmy Garoppolo going to play yet or not this week, next week? I have no idea. I, I, I don't know. I thought he was going to play as soon as possible because they needed him. Well, they I thought C.J. Yeah. Beathard was, goodbye, you're getting the bench, but I was wrong. I don't know what the Niners are going to do. I could see the Niners saying, nope, you're not going to play this year. We're shutting you down. This is John Lynch you're being gonna... a smart guy going, oh, no, 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 You're no. going to play next year. You are going to be our running back now. <laughs> then we got the Sunday night game, mm-hmm. the Patriots and the Broncos. 
Patriots are a touchdown and a half, or I should say seven and a half point favorites. Touchdown and a half, I get you. I am going to go with the Patriots over the Broncos because the Broncos don't know what they're doing at quarterback. Yeah, Bill Belichick talked about how the Denver Broncos are an uh, explosive team on mm-hmm. offense. I don't buy it. Um, I got to go with New England on this are one. Are they sneaky explosive? I guess. I don't know. I don't know. And then we've got our Monday night game, Dolphins, Panthers, Panthers, nine-point favorites. Oh, man. Jay Cutler. <laughs> Jay Cutler was looking amazing out of nowhere. Uh, you know, he's good for those games every once in a while where he just goes out there and you're like, man, mm-hmm. this is what you could have been. What happened? What Pan- went wrong? Panthers win. Yeah, I, I mean, as much as I want to pick Jay Cutler, I mean, like I said, you get one of those games mm-hmm. in a season, and that's pretty much it. Uh, and it really comes down to if he gets almost hurt, he will go out there and do really well. I'm going to go with the club, Carolina Panthers on this one. Um, as much as it pains me, I want to pick my guy Jay. But I got to see him have one good game, so I'm happy. Well, this is where you guys come in. Let us know down below what games are you looking forward to? Who do you see winning each of these games for Week 10? Right? Week 10 in the NFL? Wow, this season is just rolling right along. I want to thank you guys for either watching this on YouTube. You got the whole rest of the podcast ahead of you this week. But if you're on Blog Talk Radio, iTunes, or Stitcher, thank you guys for sticking around for this entire podcast housekeeping here at the end go check out patreon.com backslash most valuable podcast that's where you help support the channel more so than watching then liking then subscribing and also at ten dollars patrick did it his baseball segment is up had a great time talking to patrick hill jake talked last month with the fast break podcast he will be on another podcast this month how do you do that check out the ten dollar tier patreon.com that link is down below in the description also go on to itunes if you're listening on your iphone you can do it right there if you're listening on your computer type it in give us a five-star rating you can write a nice thing if you want to like how you love ricky Whitmer, you love mark weber dub them ease but just give us a rating that's the most important part five stars for the onside kick primetime podcast fast break and Rick and Johnny want to thank you guys for watching and or listening. And as always, have a good day, everybody. Thank you for listening to this MVP podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Most Valuable Pod for more great podcasts.